What is up? Welcome back to Modern Day Marketer. I am your host, Brett McGrath, feeling very much back in the saddle. Feels like since coming back from vacation, it feels like I've been drinking from a fire hose. Is that how they say it? Is that one of those sayings? I think it is. Typically, that saying is meant for people who jump into a new organization, into a new role, and they're going through the onboarding process. But if you are working at a small, ambitious business that is trying to grow really hard, and you've taken a vacation recently, that's probably how you feel. But it's all really good stuff. So what I wanted to do here, this is a solo episode. Hopefully you like hearing from me. I want to talk a little bit about something that I put in the Modern Day Marketer newsletter last week. It was a theme. If you are not already subscribed to the Modern Day Marketer newsletter, it is a companion piece for this show. Make sure you sign up. There is a link in the show notes. We would love to have you. But I want to hit on a theme that I covered there in last week's newsletter. But I also want to spend some time about thinking about and talking through the work that I'm currently doing in the weeks leading up into the new quarter starting. So yes, we at The Juice are on the other fiscal year calendar. So we are about to close out this quarter. And so I want to talk to you about what I'm doing in my role as the marketing guy at The Juice to make sure that we are One, not only closing out what we're doing strong, but most importantly, making sure that we are doing everything we possibly can to collaborate cross-functionally and get buy-in from each other before we step foot into the quarter because we got a lot of big goals and a lot to do. So I want to first start by talking about the newsletter. So the newsletter theme for last week was adaptability. And I paired this idea of adaptability with some recent changes that were going on in my personal life. So some some news for all of you about me. I found out a few months ago that I was going to be a father of two. So uh, my daughter, I've written a lot about her. I We had her in October of 21. And the second baby girl is due in October of 23. So they might have the same birthday. I don't know. But I am absolutely thrilled about just the addition and just feel so fortunate to not only be a girl dad, but be a girl dad times two. It is the coolest thing by a mile in my life and just love it so much. So, so excited to add to the addition of the family. Now, anybody who has a child or multiple children understand and know the dynamics that those little people can add to your house and the home you live in. So for us, we live in this little pocket in downtown Indianapolis called Fletcher Place that we absolutely adore. We've lived here for coming up on six years, and it is a home that we treasure. We treasure our street, our neighbors. 
value the memories of, you know, bringing our daughter home, growing up really in this house, thinking about just my professional life. I have not only started working remotely full time with another company in this home, but then also onboarded at my kitchen table with the juice two years ago. So this house certainly has sentimental value, but when you have one that's 18 months, you start to see the space caving in. And so then when the announcement for number two came, there was this element that was immediately for me that said, all right, we love this home, but we've got to move and we've got to start doing it now because if we don't do it now, then we're going to be in this position where the baby comes and then all of a sudden we're going to have to move with not only a toddler, but a new baby. And that just gave me a lot of anxiety. So the process started, reconnected with the realtor, started getting the listings, starting to you know, get pre-approved, looking at the interest rates and saying, are you kidding me? We really have to pay these interest rates and understanding how competitive the market is. All of these things started going on as we are not only trying to parent a little one, but then also push our careers forward. So as this all happened and was going down, we started to see homes and we started to get some understanding of the type of neighborhood and house that we want to live in. So we went on vacation. We've talked about that. We went on vacation. I unplugged. There was no work. I needed it. But there was some personal email checking and saw a listing for a house. Well, that listing built some interest. And then that interest turned to us setting an appointment for that house. Uh, Once we got off the plane, we saw the home. We realized this is our dream home. We love this place. It just got put on the market and then really understood that we're going to have to really put go all in if we want this home because we know it's going to be competitive based on previous offers going through. And so 24 hours later after that offer accepted, new homeowner, all the feelings rush over you. Do we make the right decision? Can we afford this? How does this change what we're currently doing? And I can tell you, after all of this, feel really good about the decision. We had our inspection, went through that whole process, and we are feeling really good about where we're at. So that's a positive. But as we are thinking about this and where this transitions into the marketing talk of it all, started to think about just being adaptable and how all of these circumstances came at us this year. The biggest one being we're having another kid and how that was a forcing function for us to be adaptable, make some changes and how we are going to continue to have to be adaptable in order to live a happy life. And so some of those things that we are having to be adaptable about are paying a new mortgage that's more expensive than our last with higher interest rates. So how do we make sure we budget accordingly? The home is about 10 minutes, 20 minutes round trip from my daughter's daycare. So how do we budget in that extra time it's going to take in order to make sure pick up and drop off go accordingly and I can get work at a reasonable hour, get to work at a reasonable hour. So all of these decisions that are going down really on the personal side 
have me thinking about adaptability. And then I think about adaptability and think about the traits of some of the best marketers that I have come in contact or been faced with over the course of the last two years. I'm fortunate to collaborate on content with a new marketer almost every week, most of the time, multiple times a week, and start to study the behaviors and the trends of these people. And the one behavior and trait that stands out to me and the most successful marketers are those that are able to be adaptable. So they are anti-status quo. They're anti-running the strategy that got their boss and boss's boss promoted. They are change agents and they are doing whatever they can to not only drive the new forward, but push out the old. So I started to think about this trait personally, professionally, and I thought about whenever in my career I've been fortunate enough to hire new marketers. I always think about intelligence. That's super important. You can't teach that. But then right behind that, I think about adaptability because the markets that we work in, the jobs that we do evolve and change so rapidly as market conditions change and as our business priorities initiatives change, and most importantly, the needs and demands of our customers. So us as marketers, how we reach them, that is critical. And so we have to change a lot of things. I am not doing marketing how I did marketing two, three years ago. It's completely changed. And one of the biggest changes that I've had to make as a a new marketer is just this concept and idea of getting off the content hamster wheel. We cannot just write new piece of content, publish new piece of content, and move on to the next. And so that's when I get into thinking and talking about the power of content distribution and going on offense with our content and the many benefits that we have as marketers by adapting our content strategy and spending more time on distribution. The fundamentals of it all is is most marketers are not focused in on content distribution and those who are are running laps around their competition because they're doing all the right things in order to get their content seen by the right people. So the punchline here is that in order to be as successful as we possibly can be in life, in marketing, in whatever role we are in, We have to be highly adaptable people. And trust me, as someone who has a lot of change going on in my personal life and who is sitting in the seat, the marketing seat at a company that is growing and is really ambitious and taking on more money to grow, I know that I have to be adaptable. So I wanted to share that message with you, but then also wanted to make sure I spent a moment talking about my work and what I'm doing. So as an ambitious marketer who loves to create, distribute, and connect with other marketers, when I got back into the saddle after vacation, my mind went to what can I create? What can I do? What can I build in order to have a positive impact on the business right now? And as I was thinking through this, I was started to scan and get reconnected with everyone at our company, understand the environment, understand what everyone was thinking about and going through, and something became abundantly clear. What became abundantly clear through my conversations and evaluations of me being away from the juice for a week was, hey, we have had a hell of a quarter, so let's get really excited about this new customers coming in, uh, retaining existing customers, all of those types of KPIs you want to see if you're working at a small SaaS business 
at this stage. So that's awesome. I was fired up about that. It's like, okay, maybe I need to go on vacation more often. We close more deals. Let's let me just hit the beach some more. All kidding aside, what I learned was that what we had planned for this quarter and what was going to happen was already in flight. Those deals that were going to continue to convert and become new customers, we were just waiting on a few contract signings, a few people committing, but there was nothing for me in my role as a marketer I could do to help support any of that. So while I was thinking about this, I started to look ahead at Q2 and thinking about, well, hell, if we're going to finish our this quarter with these sorts of results, I can't imagine what our goals for next quarter are going to be. So instead of being reactionary, waiting for us to get together as a team, start planning, start brainstorming. Our CEO, who's been on this podcast a lot, talked about the fact that we were going to do things a little differently this quarter. We were going to get in front of the quarter, start planning a little more in advance because of all of the reasons that I just said. This triggered a thought. This triggered a thought of saying, okay, knowing that we have new product coming out, knowing that our sales goals are going to be higher than ever before, knowing that marketing plays a critical role in the communication of all of this, what can I be doing in my role to make sure that we are all setting ourselves up for success? And so I went back to previous years of experience running campaigns for Salesforce, little company. I'm not sure if you've ever heard of them, but this is where I put on my my Salesforce hat and started to think about, okay, when I was in this role at Salesforce, what types of things did I do in order to plan, in order to cross-functionally collaborate, in order to build confidence and communication across the board and start and spent my entire week focused on that. So what did that mean? That meant thinking ahead about what was happening in the business, the things that were in flight from a product perspective that were going to be built, the goals we had as on the sales side, the customers that we were going to retain, and the growth that we were looking to drive and say, all right, how do I create a coordinated plan across the entire team that is not net new or is not something strange when I present it or get feedback on it, but actually makes sense. So that's when I went heads down, started digging in, building the campaign report, thinking about the types of themes, messages, tactics that we wanted to implement this quarter that were going to align with our business goals. I said align. I know it's a buzzy buzzword, but I just had to put it in because I had no better words to say there. And so this experience, although has taken up almost all of my time this week has been very rewarding because I am going to use the deliverable as a tool to have conversations with my stakeholders and at the end of the day, hopefully use it to drive not only new conversations, but new business results for our business at the Jews. Another key pro tip on this is if you're doing it, make sure your CEO, VP of marketing, CMO, whoever it is, is involved from the beginning. So I'm getting feedback from Jonathan on the document on the fly. He's got a lot of thoughts and ideas before I meet individually with each functional leader. Then we're going to come together as a team and we're going to say, let's go, let's start doing this work. But it's instead of going in blindly, and we could afford to go in blindly for almost two years because it was the nature of the business. But now, based on expectations and where we're going, we needed to double down and start getting very 
strategic with the way we work. And I'm fired up about it and wanted to share that with you. So are you building out your plans? Are you executing your plans right now? What do those look like? I would love to hear from you. You can get at me at Indy McGrath or hit me up on LinkedIn. I am Brett McGrath, but I'm having a blast not only hosting this show, talking about what we're doing from a marketing perspective, but also just using the juice myself. So always, if you're not a member, sign up to be a member. It is free. You can sign up at thejuicehq.com. Or if you are trying to level up your distribution, getting your content to the right people at the right time, we can help you do that. And we love that opportunity. Until then, another conversation dropping on Friday with Ed Briall, who is the Chief Marketing Officer at Apremo. They're doing some incredible things. Had an awesome conversation with him. Make sure you stay tuned. Take care of yourself. Take care of others around you. More Modern Day Marketer coming on the other side.